Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey, welcome everyone. Today is Monday, October 3rd. How are you, yes, Eva? Yes, I am okay. Thank you. Okay, so welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. The mission of our show is to make a difference in the world, in your lives, and in the workplace in reverse order. Yes, okay? I was going to say that wasn't the order at all. I am extremely charged because I believe today's show is going to go viral. Okay. Oh, wow. So we, you know, we made some room on our calendar and we're very proud of our guests and very proud of our content that our guests deliver. Yes. But we made some room on our calendar today because, man, we need to address something. It's very important. Okay. We'll talk about it in a second. But first, I want to say, how are you? You just asked me that. I'm fine. Thank you. And, um... October brings what for you? Well, October brings many things. We're doing Webinar Wednesdays again. End of October, we're looking at how to create lasting change, understanding the mind-body connection. Wow. Okay, mm. so pay attention. Though. Yeah, no, this is a big one, right? Because what happens is, is what a lot of people don't realize, and I didn't realize, is that Actually, when you try to make change, when you try to make a lasting change, your body fights you on it. It creates chemicals. Aye, aye, aye. So that's all about like releasing. That's where EFT, NLP, all of these different modalities come into play that help you release emotions from the body because that's when you get that knot in the pit of your stomach, that painful shoulder. That's because it's not just your mind. It's your mind and your body work in synergy. Together. So not only... The people in your world, in your life that are resisting change by you, your body even fights you. You know what? It's the whole shooting match. Jeez. We did see the Magnificent Seven. Like, it was good. It was so. good. <laughs> so it is the whole shooting match. It was good. We're in that. I have been offered many, way. I have been offered many things, but never, never everything. everything. Yeah, we got it. You said that a million times. Um, all right. So. Well, why don't you say what the topic is today? Right. I don't it's know what to do, one. right? So we're going to talk about leadership today. Mm. I refer to leadership as the L word, okay? Um, in 2009, I branded um, shared leadership, and I built a model around shared leadership. Nowhere near leadership. But today we're going to talk about leadership. We are going to talk about leadership because... Can't take it anymore. No, it's craziness out there. It so why me. don't you, it does offend me as well. Thank you, Amy Poehler. Um, why don't you go through just what I listed for today's, just in the last couple months, what came out in the news. And we're talking, this is all leadership. These are all these guys that have taken executive leadership. I'm sure they have executive MBAs. It's not leadership. I don't know what it is. Well, first talk about what we are. Okay. You know where there's leadership? Mm -hmm. At the water cooler. That's where everybody has really good ideas and suggestions, but then Nobody after they speaks up. after they swallow, <laughs> okay, they go back. Okay, so today 
So you want me to read this, right? Well, I want you to just talk about a little bit about what we're seeing in the news, right? So I just looked up a couple of things. Unbelievable. In recent 2016. Unbelievable. The with news, large organizations. Right. When you talk about log, large organizations, we're talking today about, and just to mention a few, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, and Volkswagen. So, um, All in the news recently. All in the news, right? Recently. So there's a point to this, okay? So in 2016, just 2016, mm. Citigroup was fined $425 million for rate-rigging violations. Now, let me preface that by saying Citigroup has come a long way. The leader's chest is out because they feel like they've done such a great thing where they only have to pay $425 million for rate-rigging. Right. Now, okay, Go into the rest before we can go on. Okay. Wells Fargo was fined $185 million for opening fake accounts and fired 5,300 employees. Now, we just saw that recently in the news, right? Because they were in front of Senator Warren with the She Senate, kicked their ass. As she did, yeah. For the Senate Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs Committee, right? They brought the CEO to task where he just apologized. I mean, now... They opened up all those fake accounts, like millions of fake accounts, millions of fake accounts. All their bonuses were tied to those accounts. Now we wait, 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 say that again. Their bonuses were tied to opening these accounts. Okay, right? so there is a conspiracy there. Oh, there was a huge conspiracy. Right. This is right? no, this is no fourth shot, grassy knoll no, stuff, no, right? This is real. No, this is real. Okay. And 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 right. So let's think about that for a second, right? 5,300 employees, low-level employees, got cut because they did this. Now, let's let's think about that for a moment, right? 5,300, which means, which means, regardless of what they say, this was systemic throughout the organization. What they were supposed to do, I'm sure, it was involved and actually set up the system in a way that they could do that. Yes. Right. Opening fake accounts. Right. Wait, so slowly say that again, because we love everyone, but let's make sure they get it. Yeah, you really need to take a moment here and think about this, right? They fired 5,300 employees across the board, saying that it was just 5,300 bad employees. I love my people. Pull. Right. Okay, go ahead. And it had to be... In order to fire 5,300 people, it had to be systemic right down to the, right down to, they had to have IT systems in place that allowed them to set up these accounts. Right. So, I mean, I'm sure there was stuff that was actually went through IT where they set up systems in order to allow them to do this. It wasn't 5,300 just on their own decided to do this. You know, I, uh, I was watching the hearing with Elizabeth Warren talking to the CEO mm. and I, you know, I got a flashback. So I was watching the, the guy's collar shirt, white shirt, stiff starched shirt, right? Reminded me of the George Harrison song. Have you seen the little okay, babies okay. in their starched white shirts? Okay. Reminded me and he didn't, well, I have to get back to you on that. I don't really know. It reminded me in Citigroup when I was working there and I have to say, you know, I spent a lot of time there, and they, the people that I worked with were great. The people that I worked for were great. We're not talking about – we're talking about the top of the house, okay? 
the top of the house had said when this uh, real estate nonsense was hitting the fan, oh, no, I spoke to the head Saudi guy, the head investor from Saudi Arabia. He's okay. This, yeah. this is leadership. Okay, this is the, the guy's staunch white shirt, not knowing. This guy talking about he spoke to the number one investor. That is not leadership. Right. Okay. So continue. So we also have one more that I want to bring up because this is the big one. Well, okay. So Wells Fargo is huge, horrible. 5,300 into the unemployment system, right? 5,300 people now looking for work. It's worse than that. Where's the economy? It never came back. We're all out of work. There you go. Right. Right. And yet the guys that were at the top of the house that were getting the bonuses, Still employed. Okay, so but, let, but, 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 I wanted to get to this next Okay, one. so let's read the next one, okay? Volkswagen. Volkswagen. Yeah, I was, I heard about it on NPR, but it's been around. Okay, stop. Go. Okay. Volkswagen agreed to pay 14.7 billion. With a B. With a B. With a B. For emissions cheating. Okay? I love my people. Pull. $14.7 billion for emissions cheating. These are our corporate leaders. What do we have to do to realize that? Well, and then it gets worse, right? It gets worse. Why, you have a Volkswagen? No, I, no, 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 no. The Polish people do not drive Volkswagens. Oh. Um, not those of us that were bred from World War II. But anyway. Um, but but, that's, they, but I digress, and you digress, okay? Mm-hmm. So the point is, right, the point is, is that I want to say something more about this, okay? Because salaries have been stagnant, not CEO salaries. Right? Not white shirt. Not upper management salaries. Salaries have been stagnant. But what people are not realizing when they talk about giving corporations more incentives and more tax breaks, they don't need it. They need to stop paying fines, right? Corporations have huge tax departments that are employed. The tax guys are employed 365 until they're, you know, until they leave, right? There's whole tax departments. And as our friend Annette said, they're not there to make sure that they pay every dime in taxes, right? Corporate tax departments are there to figure out ways for corporations to not pay taxes, right? And so, and then they're saying, well, they need more tax breaks. They don't. They need to be on the up and up and stop paying fines. Volkswagen paid out billions in fines. This is not the first set of fines that Citigroup has had to pay. Over the years, every single year, they pay out millions in fines. Okay. They need to get their risk. That's what they need. Well, you've got Senator Elizabeth Warren out there. You've got all these different committees out there. What needs to start happening is they need to start being taken under criminal charges. Right. And uh, hold on. Because, Let me... you know... I will, I'm going to get political. Nice. For a minute. Go. I'm going to get political for a you minute. Go, I have heard people say to me, well, 
you know, at Thanksgiving, I will see when, you know, like let's say the free store is giving out free turkey. Someone will pull up in a Cadillac and take an extra turkey. You know what? Give him 10 turkeys. It's got, it's got nothing on what these guys are doing. This guy pulled a jet <laughs> right up to the airport for no reason. Okay. Right. I was, and that happened, right? We were working at a new site at Citigroup and the CEO at the time said, oh, let me check out the new study. took the corporate jet. No, no, it's it, we can talk about the corporate jets because I've been seeing that for a long time. We were all supposed to use our pencils down to the nubs, yet they were taking the corporate jet to the Indy 500. The whole family was going, right, on the dime of the corporation, but yet we didn't have money for raises. It goes on and on. It's corporate abuse. However, however, a lot of people will say, who cares? It doesn't affect me. Oh, but it does. Oh, but it does. Oh, but it does. Because here's how it affects you. When they're paying out their millions in fines, they're paying out their billions in fines, it then funnels down into the consumer, right? Because that's why you're seeing your bank fees going up. That's why you're seeing your credit card well, interest seeing, rates going up. You're seeing your bank fees going up and your credit card interest rates going up because the leaders don't know any other way. No, no. And the leaders don't want to let go of their bonuses and their salaries, which are huge. And another topic for another day. You've got to be kidding me. However, let me finish. There's more. When they are offshoring, offshoring their operations, they are not paying taxes here. That affects all of your infrastructure. It affects all of your police, your schools, your fire, everything. So? Right. That's why. But you need to think about that. So, okay, so as you guys can see, right, we're a little animated. We're very passionate. We're also extremely unscripted here. But <laughs> honestly, um, this needs to be said, okay? Mm. And before we go to break, um, because we're just scratching here, right, we got a lot more to come. Um, in fact, next segment, we're going to talk about a former mayor of New York who may need some medical assistance. I don't know. But we'll talk about that in a second. But before we go to break, I want to say something here, right? So, yeah, we worked in corporate. We have a lot of friends in corporate, you know, up and down the ladder, blah, blah, blah. Corporate there. was great. It's fine. What they're telling us is, I can't believe you're naming companies. We're not. We're just saying We're reading the what's news. in the news, okay? I can't believe you're naming companies. you got to be kidding me. You're at the water cooler. What are you saying at the water cooler? Well, we paid a billion in fines this year. We're going to have to, I better make sure I don't get hit in the next wave. I mean, what the heck is going on here? Right. Think about if Volkswagen did not have to pay $14.7 billion for lying to the public, what we can do with that money. Yeah, they had to pay restitution to the dealerships. And by the way, if you dumped, if you dumped Boxes of money off a high-rise building. It would still be left. You couldn't get a billion out in a month. No, you could not. Okay. So, listen, we have a lot more to say. We're not done yet. We can make a difference. Um, Corporate Talk with Charlie and Animated Eva. We'll be right back.
CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Are we back? We are back. And we are talking about corporate leadership right. or the lack thereof. Or the L word, as I call it. Um, I don't know what that means, but I'm going to let that Well, it's like the F word, the L word. You know oh, what I mean? okay. So it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean Right? Anything. So let me just repeat. Volkswagen agreed to pay $14.7 billion for emissions cheating. Well, I have a Volkswagen. Mine had good emissions. Uh, what? Go figure, okay? No, but, okay, but there's, there's a bigger issue here that I want to talk about before you go into your thing, right? AMF head, I'm going to go into in a second. Go ahead. Can I talk? Thank yeah. you. It is Charlie and Eva. But anyway, um, what I wanted to talk about here is, so you've got stuff like emissions cheating, right? You've got opening of the new accounts. What people are missing on some of this, like with the emissions cheating, is the reason that this stuff is happening is because of this crazy compensation structure and stuff being tied to bonuses. They are making everybody crazy. There's the only way to survive in a lot of these organizations is to do this stuff. This is not leadership. We should have a bonus pool in our business, <laughs> yeah. right? It's not leadership, okay? All kidding aside, I had a blog, and I'm going to uh, share this with my teammate, who is uh, really uh, the best ever. I had a blog a while back saying, hey, Citigroup, give me the damn ball, okay? Because if I was in charge of that too-big-to-fail bank, here's what I would do. And I worked there for 10 years and then maybe five as a consultant. Okay, I'm here to help. I'm not here to hurt. All right, I just want to say that. But okay, we're going to talk about leadership some more, right? So mm-hmm. our good friend from New York, and I'm from New York. I love the Big Apple. As right? do I. I love the Jankies. They're the best. Chicago's better, but that's okay. It's not better. Okay, go. Um, so... My ex-mayor, oh. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Giuliani, okay, I don't know what's happening to him, but here's what I want to say. Okay? I mean, we so revered him during the whole 9-11 thing, right? I mean, he stepped up, the city was in chaos. I mean, he was the best. So, we're, and we're talking about leadership here, all due respect, right? So, last week... Giuliani spoke to the Commercial Finance Association. They're 40, 40 over 40, 40 under 40 awards for like young people. Mm. And he spoke. He was supposed to. On leadership. 
supposed to speak on behalf. And his leadership bullheaded round AMF, you know, the bowling ball AMF head that came out was so toxic that the observer came out with an apology. And why don't you just share who... The observer is run by um, Ivanka's, Ivanka Trump's husband, which must be very painful, right? And he actually came out and, and posted an apology that was given, not by the observer, but he shared this information. Good for him. It showed some leadership on his part that they apologized to the Commercial Finance Association for having this guy speak on leadership. So, but that's not really the issue. The issue is how would they even consider him for being a leader, right? Well, but here, so here's the problem, right? Here's the problem. It's like month after month after month, you keep reading about stuff. So Bernie Madoff in his day was on the cover of every magazine. Everybody wanted to be like Madoff. We know what happened to Madoff. All families under, he's in prison, the wife is God knows. And you, hold right. on, you know what that model was? That model was a closed, cool model of people that supposedly knew him so they thought they were cool. Right, right. And trusted him, right? And, you know, the same thing, I've sat in Wells Fargo. I've been in San Francisco. I've sat in the conference rooms there, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, that was the model of how banking should be, right? So you look to these guys for the leadership, and it's simply not, not there. there. It's so simply not there. I want to give a shout to The Observer for publishing this about good old Rudy. But I also want to give a shout out to the International Council of Shopping Centers because they had, they had also scheduled Rudy to speak as a keynote on leadership at their conference. But after they read the Observer article, they canceled. They said, we can't have that. So to me, the Observer showed some leadership and the International Council of Shopping Centers showed some leadership. And I want to say, right, very important if we're still listening at 423, this is not about politics because um, regardless of where you stand politically, you can't have toxic anger being spewed and make believe it's leadership, right? It just doesn't work. It's not right. Well, you're right. I, I mean, love my people. Pull. Okay. Well, you said Mel that Brooks. three times already, right? Um, yeah, I agree. The problem is, okay, here's the problem, right? So, I mean, that's sort of a blatant thing. Everybody's apologizing, sorry, because it's so blatant. But the bigger issue is the ones that aren't so blatant. Right. Well, right? I'm highlighting the ones that are. You know, I mean, everybody's talking executive leadership. Everybody's talking executive oh, yeah. MBAs. Everybody's talking that, you know, they read the Harvard Business Review, and yet this is going on. It's crazy. Um, I look at, you know, here, the this, okay, we're friends, right? Mm. This GE fiasco with our friend, um, what's his name again? Jack Walsh. Right. Let's create bullies. Oh, wait, um, let's create black belts. Right, it's they they go through a whole like karate. I am a black belt. Right. I want my khaki pants creased because right. I'm a black belt. But um, 
the problem with GE, well, then, so be, so GE started by going into, and I actually worked in one of these organizations, and they still do it. They're sort of professional CEOs. They go into organizations and they bring in their people. They go in, they cut staff, they switch around the balance sheet, and they walk away with millions in their pocket. And this is stuff that's been documented. I mean, I'm not making this up. I mean, it's in the Wall Street Journal. The guy that came into our organization walked away with like over a hundred million dollars, right? And then he left it. What are we doing now? So it just, it just doesn't make sense. And one of the things, and that's what we're going to talk about in the next half is how we can change things because we now look to, we now look to the youth. The youth. Right? Because they are the future leaders, right? They are looking at some of this stuff. I hope they didn't buy a Volkswagen. They are looking at some of this stuff. And starting to see it has to change. And it has to change with them. These guys aren't going to last forever. And men and women. I mean, it's 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 a pervasive culture across the board. Men and women. It's yes. a pervasive culture across the board. I mean, you board. know, they're just, you know, there's still a ceiling there, right? So there's more men than women, right? That's been the issue all along. However, it is this culture. And... Leadership needs to start being looked at differently. Now, I know that there's a lot of leader, good leadership programs out there that do teach good leadership. The problem is, is that when you get to work, all bets are off. Right. So, and that's what everybody's been saying. This is water cooler talk, right? Everybody talks at the water cooler, but when they get back to their desk, what happens? Well, I'll tell you what happens, right? You cannot, and this is one of the strategies that we're going to be talking about in our show today, right? You cannot be the one that lifts his head up and says, this has all got to stop. They will take you out. You can be the one, but, you know, you'll end up with a radio show. (laughs) Um, But I agree with you, and we're going to talk about shared leadership and leverage, um, and and that's the way to go. And how to start, you know, leading right from where you're at, because here's the thing. You've got to be ready You cannot look to organizations anymore to help with your career. You have to know what you want, and you have to know... I know what I want. I want a Volkswagen. Oh, okay. That's what happens. Well, no, I know what happens, right? I know what happens. So, I mean, the goal of this show today is to start talking about how we can start making a difference in the workplace, right? Because... Yeah, everybody sees it, everybody gets it, everybody sits in the organization, they have the meetings after the meetings, right? So you have the meeting, everybody says one thing, and then after the meeting, everybody says something else, right? But nobody is stepping up. Right, and, and um, you know, we always promote staying where you are, not leaving your job, but we promote hunkering down and making a difference because you were hired there. Your check clears when you get paid. You're there to make a difference. So that's why we want you to stay and fight, right? And we believe it's okay to question. It's not okay to be negative. Leave that for us, right? Um, but it's okay to question. Why is this being done? What is the value to the customer? It's okay to ask that question. No, it's okay to ask that question. And I also wanted to talk to, and, and we've got a couple minutes before we go to break. I wanted to talk also about talent acquisition. Because one of the things you see is, you know, they really work on talent acquisition. But, 
at the end of the day, the person that you're acquiring from another organization wasn't happy at this organization. And why did that organization let them go? Why don't we just start nurturing the talent instead of just kind of playing roulette with all these people? We keep bringing other people as though the people that we have aren't good enough. And it's simply not true. I've seen it through the years. I've seen it when I was young. I've seen it when I got older. It just doesn't make any sense. Nurture the people that you have. Talent nurturing you know, before talent acquisition. Yeah, absolutely talent nurturing. I mean, it's not that you're not going to have to bring on more people. That's not it. But nurture the people that you have so that you have that knowledge pool. I, I, I know why this happens, right? It's why, you know, we get these AMF heads out there and they do leader see, leader do. That's mm-hmm. what happens. So leader see another leader say, well, now we're going to do talent acquisition. Well, we're going to do talent acquisition because it's best practice. It's safer to me to say that. Right. And this is the result, right? The result is your company has all the greatness they need to be great, right? There's no need to go outside. Nurture the talent that exists. If you're working, Get nurtured. Well, and one of the things that happens is, is when you bring these CEOs and other upper management people from other organizations, they're not invested in the organization. They're there to make money and they're there to leave. They don't care about your organization and many times don't even have the background to run your organization. So if I'm a Volkswagen guy, I come in and I say, if we lie about emissions, well, we're going to make $15.7 billion. We'll pay $14.7 billion in fine. And we get a billion dollars for ourselves. So we have to go to break, but it's just not that cut and dry, right? I mean, you know that. Well, we don't really know. It's not that cut and dry. It's not that cut and dry. It Because if it were, then people would step up more, but it's not that cut and dry. And so we'll talk about that when we get back. Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we are talking leadership today. We'll be right back. Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Hey, yeah, yeah. So we're talking leadership. We're talking about we're talking about a lot of bully leadership. We're talking about leader see, leader do leadership. Um, we're talking about whatever it takes to I don't know what. Um, as long as I can take the money and run. Yeah, and I'm going to say something. You know, like, so when I started 100 years ago working in corporate. Oh, you're not as old as I thought. No, I'm a little under, a little under 100. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of times in the organization, the person that was running the organization started in like the mail room, right? I mean, you always used to hear those stories, but they started kind of at a lower level, really, really, really knew the organization, knew the business, knew the industry, 
and were invested in the people because they had worked in that company for a long time, and you don't see that anymore. So you don't see that kind of investment. And the pressure now, because of everything you're seeing in the paper, the pressure is more profit, more profit, more profit, and more gain in the stock market, right? It's craziness, and that is what creates this, like, well, if we tweak this or if we make this faster, everything, you know, I mean, you saw it when we were in IT, right? The deadlines had become crazy. They were not attainable. And everyone knew that those deadlines weren't attainable. And so people feel pressure and more pressure and more pressure and more pressure. And after a while, it starts leading to cheating, to just just flat out, you know, you kind of let one thing slide here. You let another thing slide here. You cup, open a couple more accounts here. You let this little test go under, right? Cheat, 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 cheat until it becomes blatant and it becomes a huge deal. And every, all of a sudden, everybody's like, holy cow. You know how embarrassing it is, right, in corporate and IT, all right? And this is, you know, it's humbling to even say, right? We used to say things like, get the plane in the air when we're developing right. software. We'll... Fix it when the plane is in the air. We gotta get that plane off the ground. Then we get the plane off the ground, and then there's trouble reports, there's bugs and so on. And then what happens is they come back and say, so if you had five planes in the air, and you now have all these bugs, these planes crashed, how do you feel about that? I say, you gotta be kidding me. How do I feel about it? I hate myself. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I mean, how did I listen to you in the first place? Right. You know, I mean, Who's kidding who here? Right. They turn around, they tell you one thing, and then when you do it, and the poo-poo hits the caca, hits the fan, right? Yes. And then they turn around and they say, why did you do that? It doesn't really. They say it hits the fan, but it doesn't hit the fan. It hits you, I think. It's (laughs) us, right? We're the ones closest to the work. Our heart and soul is in what we do, right? I think the leaders, the bullies, the AMF heads, need to learn to leverage. They need to learn because, you know what? We would have their backs, right? Because that's what we do. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about, right? Like some of the rules around real leadership and how that can start, right? It can start early in your career because early in our careers is when we start leading. You know, I mean, if you're doing fairly well in your position, you will start leading fairly early. And I think... One of the biggest things is, it's a couple of things. It's, you gotta protect the people you're working with. And when I say that, I don't mean just your team, because I would say protect the team, but it's not just your team. It's you protect everybody on the project. Your team, the other team, the vendor, Everybody, right? If you're the vendor, you're protecting the client, not just your interests. Everybody gets so into protecting their own vested interests. They throw people under the bus. That has to stop. Everybody has to come in as a unit. When we were talking to Lorna Blumen around bullying, right? Because you think, and actually this is something that Sonia Jackson-Miles talked about with the sister accord, right? When you talk about bullying, When you have somebody that's bullying when they're young, that mean person becomes a mean adult, and that bullying continues. If everybody closes ranks, the bully gets called out. 
But you have to go in as a cohesive unit. You can't go in as just, you know, me being the whistleblower. It has to be the team. You know, I would say look at what it did for Kurt Flood, but you won't know what that means. No, I don't. But you're exactly right. You cannot be, you can't make a difference alone. You absolutely can try because our mission is to make a difference even as one person. But that means there's going to be some pain and there's going to be some price. What we want to do as one person is le- is leverage teammates, mm-hmm. right? And we want the teammates not to go in as a mob because then we're no different. Right. We want the teammates to go in as a team, right, and say, here's how we think we should proceed. Here's what we know. Here's what we need. Not, yes, I'm okay if you kill him. I never liked him anyway. Right. You know, I mean, we got to stop Right, because this. that's that's just as bad as upper management. And you know what? There is no real conspiracy. Corporate leadership embraces that when it's when it's given, when it's you know when it's unsolicited, they will embrace it. Um, it just never happens, right? Right. I know leadership. I take leadership classes. I'm a leader. Oh, yeah, I hear what you're saying, guys. You're so right. But you're doing the same thing. Right. Right. That's the part that drives us crazy. It applies to everyone. But, you know, in my book, 100% of the people that I interviewed about shared leadership in the workplace. 100%. That's everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So 100% said, yes, we agree. There are issues, problems, and concerns in the workplace. Okay. That same 100%, everyone. All those big shots, everyone that was all in said the issues, problems, and concerns in the workplace are caused by others. So it's (laughs) It's, kind of... I mean, they do say that, right? I mean, it's just craziness. It's us. We can do better. We can do better. I mean, I definitely could have done better when I was in corporate, right? I never threw anybody under the bus. That was kind of my thing from the time I was even a little kid. However... I didn't always step up and stick my neck out either. Right. You know, me, because it's scary. Me too. I mean, what I did was I sucked up to the toughest guy because I was a good actor. Mm. Right. So we both kind of didn't do what we needed to do. Right. And um, all we're saying is we don't want anybody sticking their head up like saving Private Ryan to get the bullet. We want people to start leveraging teammates. Right. And we want to start leading with behavior, which is a prerequisite of leading in title. And then from there, if there's, you know, extreme deadlines, why is it an extreme deadline? Right. If it really is an extreme deadline, you know what? I will sleep here because I'm all in. But is it really an extreme deadline? If it's not done by Wednesday, will the company, will the stock open on Thursday? Right. So it's okay to question Leverage and question. That's the first two steps. It is the, yeah, it is the first two steps. And then the third step is to always have the back of everybody you work with. If they're on your team, not on your team, what happens is, is we get so caught up in us versus them. We don't realize that everybody's just trying to get the same thing accomplished, right? Um, there was a TED Talk that I saw a while ago. It was probably last year now. And it was with a French consultant, and he discussed how they had been in I don't know how many organizations, and everybody said the same thing. That's an job. exception. My job sucks. Right? Everybody said the same thing. You know, work sucks. 
and they found out why. So they went in and he, you know, they did this whole big analysis as to why is that. And we've talked about this guy before. And his name is um, Jean-Pierre Renoir. Yves Moreau, right? Let's be serious for one freaking second, right? And what he talked about was that the people at one end of the house didn't understand what the people at the other end were doing, right? So it's all about understanding how the work that you do impacts others. So I mean, how, okay, shh. how many times have we been in organizations doing analysis and doing business analysis work, right? And you would go in and you would ask someone, well, why do you do this task? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is this? What does this task do? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I was just told that I needed to do that. Okay. So when you do this, how does it, who, who takes this? Who does this impact? I don't know. Yeah. Right. I don't know. You need to start questioning. What that will do is it will make you more valuable in your organization. And if your organization doesn't value you, you will be more valuable in another organization, right? Yeah. But you have to start questioning, and you have to start understanding how you fit into the whole organization. He used um, he used the example of a car company, and he talked about the big issue at the car company was the engineers would develop certain things and it would make the guys in the service department crazy. So when they started having the guys in the service department talking to the engineers and telling them, okay, well, you put the the oil filter in this weird position that I went from taking 15 minutes to do an oil change to taking an hour to do an oil change. Oh, well, the engineer didn't even know that, yeah. right? And And they were saying it seems so simple but it's all around, it's about building community within your organization. That sounds very airy-fairy, but it's really not. And you will feel better because you will understand how you fit into this huge place that you work at. So, you know, I was going to interrupt before. Mm. And and when you continued, you if you take what you said in the last three or four minutes, okay? It was brilliant. It was brilliant. And it really... It really speaks to what leadership is. Yeah. And if you said what you just said at the Commercial Finance Association, you would have got this. I'm okay? not sure I would have. And what you said was reach out, share your thoughts with the communities that or the lines of business that you're working with. What is this going to do downstream? How is this going to impact just get smarter. That's why you're there. Be a partner, not a resource. That's what you're describing. Yeah, it's all about being a partner, not a resource. And you'll say, well, you know, I'm just working as, let's say I'm working a cashier at Target. Well, I mean, are you understanding even how your cash register works and where that goes and how they figure out the money and where the money goes? How it's reconciled I mean, at you night. Know, start Rolled up. a little bit about that. You become more valuable that way. Yeah. And even if they don't appreciate it in your organization, they will appreciate it somewhere and you will, you will feel better about what it is that you And do. that's shared leadership regardless of your role or title, you lead yourself with your behavior. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely right. And it's, so it's all about leading from wherever you're at at the organization, which is what we always preach about. But it has to start now. And you have to start looking at how you fit into the organization because 
you will then become the next generation of these CEOs that are doing this crummy work. Right. And uh, our know, future depends on you. And if you're saying to yourself, well, that's great because they're walking away with a hundred million, you know, I get that. Who wouldn't like that? But are you going to be able to sleep at night? And I will tell you the one thing about the guy that came into our organization. He came in thin. He got huge while it was all happening. He got thin again before he left. His whole family life imploded. That three ex-wives that hated him, right? So you need to think about that a little bit. Uh, all kidding aside, it's it's a tragic way to be. It's a tragic way to be. Okay, so we are going to take our final break. Stay with us, everyone. We've got one more segment. Segment is <laughs> corporate talk with Charlie and Eva, and we're talking leadership. We'll be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Well, thank you if you are still here for staying with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we are talking leadership today just between Charlie and myself because of all the headlines in the news. With Wells Fargo, Volkswagen, Citigroup, you probably didn't even know Citigroup was paying another $425 million in fines. I just happened to find that when I was digging around. But Wells Fargo was definitely in the news with Elizabeth Warren, and um, Volkswagen has been in the news because of emissions cheating. Terrible. So what I will say to you is, you know, leadership training is good because there is training. You want to start looking outside of yourself and start understanding things. But also, as Charlie said earlier, it's all about, in this last segment, question, question, question. Because if you are looking at um, all these different case studies, they'll bring up the case studies, they'll look at Harvard Business Review. I mean, I got my MBA too, right? I mean, we're looking at all this, all these different case studies. But then go to work and see what's happening. Look at the headlines and see what's happening. And see if what they are teaching you is what is actually being, what is actually happening in your organization. Right. Because what's happening now is, is that leadership is equated with Bullying is seen as being a, a strong leader is seen as a bully. A bully can also be, you know, a lot of times they'll say that behavior is strong leadership. Strong it's leadership. Not. Bullying is not leadership. Um, as we saw with Wells Fargo, you just have to look up the Elizabeth Warren, the committee that where they were questioning him, zero accountability and a huge salary. And they're starting to look at, and I will tell you this, if you're starting out now in corporate, I'm going to tell you this, the days of those big salaries are quickly coming to an end. I could be wrong, but they could be coming to an end when they start asking them to pay that money back. Yeah. 
right? They're going to start asking them to pay that money you back know, I, because I read, it's gotten crazy. I read a couple of years back that um, Citigroup, the board, had rejected a proposal to tie the compensation of the CEO against fines drawn on the company, mm. but the board rejected. So, you know, this is bigger than a bread box. Well, the board rejected it, right, because they're – when you have a board of directors, these guys are heads of other corporations, right? So their job is not to sit on the board. Their job is at other corporations. They can't set that precedent, right? So we see as stock prices keep going up, that's why nothing is changing. But when the fines start impacting, when people start going to jail, yeah, when people start getting their compensation drawn, when and it may happen, they start splitting up the banks, which, you know, became as huge as they did because of all the allowances around bank acquisition, right? I mean, that's how many times we are did. we sitting? That's all we did was bank we, acquisition. We did. It was great. Going to Texas, going to California, another bank, another bank. Another bank, bank another bank, it. another bank. It was just like Pac-Man. The old Pac-Man yep. was just eating up banks, right? Now they're too huge. Oh, hold on. Okay, so I know it's late, but the reason why some of these banks had to acquire and acquire and acquire was because they were at risk of not meeting their capital requirements to the Fed because mm. they weren't growing income organically. Oh, that's very good, yeah. So they had to go out and acquire. Right, right. That was a good point. Get up earlier, okay? Get up earlier. Right. So, but <laughs> You want to get me. But my whole point is, if you're first starting out, you know, I know we have our listeners, our our a lot of generations across the board, but if you are starting out or if you're midway in your career, start questioning, start looking at what's going on. You don't have to raise your head up, but at least have an understanding of what's truly happening. Look outside. Look outside of what they are saying and look at what's actually happening. Dig around into the journalism. Right. Look at a few other different sources. Start looking to see what's happening so that you have a really good understanding it's, of how your organization is run. Yes, I, uh, that's very good advice. It's not a question of how stiff your collar is. Right. Right. Because, you know, I remember that in the day, right, when I was young, Arthur Anderson was the premier you yeah. know, accounting firm consulting. Right. I mean, everything was yeah. Anderson Consulting. Everything was Arthur Anderson for mm -hmm. accounting. Mm -hmm. WorldCom and um, what's the other Enron one? and Enron killed them. The next thing you know, they lost all their clients. Boom, 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 boom. And there's no more Anderson. Nobody thought it would happen. One day. Right. Because and they signed off. On they everything. were signing the off. The bully said, sign off, loser. And they said, OK. Yeah. Well, it was a little different than that, right? It wasn't just that the bully said sign off loser. It was, it was kind of in cahoots, right? They're going in, they're looking at the books, that organization. Don't forget, they're going in to sign off on the books. They're getting millions and millions of millions of dollars to do these audits. Darling, right? book the cruise. You I'm know, signing if they off on the I'm not signing off. They're not, you know, the organization's going to say, Baloney, you're not coming back. You're not auditing our books, it's, right? It's complicated. It's very complicated. It's very complicated. You know, um, a couple of things I want to say. So working in the foxhole in toxic um, acquisitions that some of these banks we mentioned, 
I did have some really good teammates, right? Like yeah, you for to, one. Yeah. Uh, there was one guy in particular who would walk around at the end of the night, and that could be 10 o'clock at night, saying, I'm about ready to leave. Does anybody need help? And you know what? 10 years later, I never forget that. To me, that is a great teammate, right? Mm-hmm. Does anybody need – he had my back. That's what we need. We need to have each other's back, and I think things will change for the better. Right we need to have each other's back. We need to start questioning more. Right? Well, okay, so one thing on that is Enron, okay? Mm-hmm. The logo was YSY, mm. okay? And what that meant was why question the impossible because we can do anything. Right. If, if one employee would have asked the question, like, what exactly does this company do? So if anybody out there can tell us today what Enron did for a living, let us know because nobody knows to this day. And they don't right? really know. But their logo was YSY, right? If one, right. I mean, so there you go. Well, and you have Anderson in there. They couldn't tell you exactly what they but were they doing. But off. they signed off. signed off, right? Use your judgment. There's greatness in you. If you're not comfortable, it's not right. Well, and understand, understand that whenever a corporation slashes jobs, those are that many more people in the unemployment line getting unemployment compensation, that many more people looking for jobs, that many more people not being able to put money back into the economy because they don't have the money. It impacts all of us. When corporations offshore their operations and don't pay taxes here, it impacts all of us. Yeah, we sell stuff. People can't buy it. Do not buy the lie of that if corporations pay less tax, they'll create more jobs because it's never, ever, ever happened and will not happen again. They are very good at compensating themselves. All they have to do is not take $10 million and they can keep the people in their jobs, but they don't do that. Less taxes, not going to make a dent in job creation. So just understand what actually creates jobs. Yeah, you Because make it- they're not paying into the system. When they're paying out billions in fines, they're not paying into the system. You make it like so real that there's no shortcut, you know, kind of want a shortcut occasionally, you know, Yeah. but we just need to do our fair share, do our job, leverage our teammates, go with our gut. Don't be nasty. And let's lead with our behavior. Right. And we can absolutely. And don't listen to this crazy leadership keynote people that are spewing venom. Right. doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So, Charles, we uh, we got through it. I I can't believe you're mentioning companies by name. You know what? We'll ne- mention all Fortune 500 next week if we have to. Well, and it's not even mentioning them by name. They're on the news, so it's not like we're telling you anything that you don't know. It's not we're not revealing any corporate secrets. This is all in the news right now, and it's happening right now. So, just the only thing I ask is that you pay attention. Just pay attention. You don't have to listen to us. You don't have to buy one word that we say. Figure it out for yourself. All I'm saying is lift your head up and listen. Put your ear to the ground. Lift your head up and then put your ear to the ground. Quickly. (laughs) Quickly. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you so much, everyone. Good job, E. And have a great week. And, again, listen out there. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we will see you next month. Teammates rule. 